millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, lover of knowledge. This is Be More Clever. I am Jack. That is Katie. Hi. Hello. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Be More Clever if you want to know more fun things. You can rate us on the generic podcast app as well. I would suggest five stars. stars. How would you, Katie? Five stars. Five stars. Do you think it's subtle enough? Five. Stars. Katie. Yellow. For once, mm-hmm. you can't say in the heart as deep of... Deepest, darkest East London. You can't say it. Hi, you're listening to Be More Cleverer. And sadly, we're not broadcasting from our beloved Queen Adelaide. I know. Broadcasting. The, <laughs> the Queen the is dead! of East London. No, she's not. She's not dead. We're doing it in like... Um, in your house? In my house. Why, yeah. are you being <laughs> why are you being strange? I was trying to make it seem like we're on the Rivery- Riviera. Riv- the Riveria. The Rivery. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Whenever we're not broadcasting from the Queen Adelaide, we should say we're on the Rivery. <laughs> we're on the Rivery. Uh, we're at Jack's place. He's not giving me wine like they do at the Queen Adelaide either, and that's sad. No, I've given you a LucasAid Sport. No, you haven't. You've given that to yourself. I've got a <laughs> bottle of water that I brought I need- myself with me. <laughs> I need to be replenished <laughs> for this exhausting recording. Okay, well, shall we crack on then? Yeah. So this is kind of a weird one. I've decided Great. to go... I'm sorry. Should we just back up and leave, shall we? <laughs> is that, that the attitude I'm going to have for the no, next... No, come on. ...however many minutes I have to endure looking at you? <laughs> okay, so, as you know, on this Poddington, mm-hmm. we like to tackle a subject yeah. that we don't know enough about and that kind of gets us mainly in pub quizzes. Yeah. This is a subject I think literally comes up in every pub quiz that I do. Okay. And I know that people from all different bits of the world, we're big in Japan, famously, uh, like to listen to be more cleverer, but this one on the surface will seem quite London-centric. Okay. But don't let that fool you. I think it's an interesting one nonetheless. Ooh, okay. So, Jackson, I'm going to be teaching you all about the London Underground. Oh, great. There are a lot of, I think, people who are super obsessed with the underground and just like transport and stuff. Yeah. Just as a disclaimer to those people, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here with us, but I'm not going to be able to cover everything. Yeah. I'm sorry about that in advance. Mm. Are you ready to clear out some of the clutter in the fact section of your brain and reload it with tube underground shaped knowledge? Okay. What should I get rid of? Get rid of some of the lower level stuff about Gemma Collins. Yeah. Gone. Get rid of the 
X Factor Series 1 to 4 contestants. Okay. Anyway, let's carry on. So I'm going to start. We've got, I've got like three fact sections. Great. <laughs> do one fact section. There are 270 stations on the underground, not including TFL Rail, Overground, stuff like that. Not including those? Not including. God, there's so many. So many. And an estimated half a million mice live in the underground system. I quite like seeing the mice. I do like seeing the mice. I, I still get think. excited by them. I never got excited by them. No, but I was like, ooh. I still do that. Rodents. Rodents. You're kind. <laughs> and I feel an affinity. Um, okay, this isn't a stat. Uh, Jerry Springer was born at East Finchley Station. No, he wasn't. He was. Uh, what? During the Second World War. Jerry Springer was born <laughs> yeah. in the Second World War? <laughs> in East Finchley Station. This um, is mad. What? And there's only one tube station which doesn't have any of the letters of the word mackerel in it. Only one. Mm-hmm. What is it? Can you guess it? Out of all the 270 stations, I mean, you're, you're not going to get it. It's St. John's Wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've looked at the letters in my brain. None of the same as the word mackerel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We are going to do a bit of history because history is important. So, London Underground's history dates back to 1863 when the Metropolitan Railway opened between Paddington and Farringdon. There were seven stations, mm-hmm. uh, and this was the world's first underground railway. People Ooh. didn't call it the underground as yeah. such at this point. But it was brand new. That's what it was. 30,000 people used it on the first day. Imagine that. They were immediately keen on it. They didn't even have Twitter to tell them it existed. We say this all the time for every subject. They didn't even have Twitter. How did they go? <laughs> 30,000? Yeah. Where were they going? I don't know. Obviously just to Farringdon, but like... Or to Paddington. Or to Paddington. I guess it went both ways, maybe. I also think I know that route still. I think that route still exists, right? Well, it's part of the Metropolitan, so... There you go. Although Paddington isn't on the... Anyway. Uh, And the tube carriages were like similar layout to what they are now, like brown and wooden and cute and without automatic doors they're very cute they look like the hogwarts express kind of oh cool i love hogwarts i'm reading harry potter at the moment it's so good to oh, that, we recommend. get it <laughs> um, i mean this brand new book guys it's i'm reading harry potter. It's gonna be harry potter is gonna be massive i'm not gonna go through all of them because no one cares and you don't really need to know the order of every single one but might be useful to know the early ones. Yeah. Started with Metropolitan, then District Line, then Circle Line. So yeah, are you storing that like, in your memory? Yeah, I am because I feel like also if you were like bunching them up in your in your head when you look at the map and you think like which ones are kind of yeah. if they had to be related, I always feel like I get the District Circle and Metropolitan mm. Line. I feel like they're all like linked some way. I mean, they literally are. It's a tube. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean those <laughs> ones in particular. I feel like the District and Circle. Or go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do their similar same vibe. Thing. Yeah, Edgeway Road, Fitch. Yeah, always have an Edgeway yeah. Road on there. Always yeah. have a Great Port in the street, you know. Um, and I mean the District Line that is important to you. You don't know why yet. You're no. gonna find out later. Ooh. Ooh. And then in 1908, we got the Tube's logo, known as the Roundel. That's the red circle with the blue line going oh. through it. The Roundel. Uh, so let's fast forward to 1933. Uh, does the name Frank Pick mean anything to you? Yes. Uh, so he, wh- what do you know about him? He invented the font. Well, he commissioned it. 
Oh. So Frank Pick was made the first CEO of the London Passenger Transport Board, which is essentially what TfL is now. Okay. Um, basically, he was responsible for everything that's kind of jazzy about the tube. Because if you Ooh. use the, even if you don't use the tube, I think it has got a reputation of being quite. It's not like. I mean, there are bits of it that are very kind of clinical, and but it's, it is very... It's a bit... Um, Designy. Yeah, bit kooky, isn't it? Very cultural. Yeah. He was all about... <laughs> I've put here, he was <laughs> He was all about the body. <laughs> all about the <laughs> face. <laughs> Stop relying <laughs> on that body. <laughs> I must have like written this after I watched a load of RuPaul or something. Um, and also in 1933, a man called Harry Beck. <gasps> yes. Do you know that name? He's the one who came up with the font. No, he oh. killed the tube map. Oh, okay, yes, okay. And he wasn't a designer. He did it in his spare time whilst he was an engineer, engineering engineering draftsman, I should say, uh, with the London Underground. And he just scribbled it out and was like, look, this would work better if they knew the connections rather than a geographical map of the stations. And right, he, he is. Yeah, well, we know that now. And the, his bosses thought, mm, this is quite rubbish. But... He must have really convinced them because they trialed a few of them and people loved them. And, I mean, what, like 80 years later? Still on. Still on in, in the form of, of mobile phone applications and leaflets, <laughs> pamphlets, <laughs> website pages. If you so think about the London Underground, they had this smartest idea in that the colour scheme, which, by the way, is fantastic. Those Pantones. Oh. So great. Don't. But like, be all over our gram. You're so right. If you <laughs> they couldn't go out of date. Like it still, it still pops. Pops. Slaps. Ah, like that. Damn it. <laughs> Just demonstrating because you can't see, you can't hear color on the podcast. Fair enough. So I want people to get a feeling of the color. And that's slapping, how it feels. Like that. There we go. Ow, but still relevant. You know. One more. I mean? no. no. Not again. Um, another thing that we need to talk about is around this time. If we can get back on topic, please. Sure. Um, is that London Underground Network was crucial during World War II. Yes. Um, many stations were used as air ra raid shelters, especially on the central line, because loads of it was built before, like, on, and then World War II happened, so it was kind of ready, but didn't get used. So even though we hate the central line now, Katie, because it's the sweatiest, hottest, <laughs> grossest one, actually the most useful wow. during the war. Yes. It really wasn't safe though so something really terrible happened in 1943 a new type of it's described as an anti-aircraft rocket was fired and the impact the whoosh resulted in a crush of people kind of a domino effect it sounds like in bethnal green station where oh people God. were taking shelter 173 people died i can't even imagine 173 people fitting in bethnal green station no that's a lot so yeah, you can just imagine that people taking shelter there. So that's pretty intense. It's kind of a bleak thing to talk about on our silly nonsense podcast. But yeah. we're going to move on to ghost stations. <gasps> you must know about these. Yes, I do. So what do you know about these? I know about Old Witch. Old Witch. If you are eagle-eyed, you'll still see it on the Strand. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was um, there and it was decommissioned in the 70s, I believe. I don't know that for sure. Can't lie. There you go. Google it. Um, there were around 50 disused ghost stations. 50? And I, I say around. I tried really hard to find a number on this, but people just don't know because they're just really low-key about some of them. There are probably some that public just aren't allowed to know about. 
Who yeah. knows what they're used for? Um, and loads of them are just sat there where we don't know they're there. And actually, disused is probably the wrong word because a lot of them were never used. Um, so there's a ghost station called Down Street, uh, which was used by Winston Churchill. Friend oh, of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Friend of the podcast, of course. Did an episode, series one, remember that? Um, this is when we used to do series in the podcast. And then we just started... <laughs> <laughs> spaffing about didn't we <laughs> um, uh, so Winston Churchill friend of the podcast used Down Street in World War 2 as a bunker and in 1932 1932 a station called British Museum a oh. station called British Museum probably to do with the British Museum went out of use between Tottenham Court Road and Holborn Props on the central line, I guess. Yeah, probably a really short stop if that was still there. Yeah. How annoying if you're trying to get to Oxford Circus. You get whiplash, wouldn't you? Yeah, you just literally yeah. stop within seconds. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, in the late 60s, the Victoria Line... Oh, we like the Victoria Line. Very yes. quick. Uh, opened Quick as a flash. the trains being driven automatically and magnetically encoded tickets collected by automatic gates gave access to the platform. Basically normal tickets, I think, yeah. became a thing. Yeah. So like with the that must mean like a normal train ticket with the black with bar. With the strip, right? yeah. Yeah. Um and in the year two thousand, TFL was created quite late, no? Two thousand. I know. Wow. Um, and I started looking into this. I was like, ooh, why did they create TFL? Um, but then it led me to a page called History of Public Transport Authorities in London. And I was like, nah, that sounds boring. Nah. We don't care about that. That's or a lot. Sounds so boring. So, like, so TFL happened in 2000. I think that's all we need to know. Yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a good pub quiz one. When did TFL start? Great. What year? 2000. Yeah. We know this now. Uh, the Oyster Card was introduced in 2003. Okay. Uh, busking has also been licensed on the tube since 2003. Again, I would have thought that would have been a long time ago, you know? I think it's always happened, but I think it's licensed. Oh, okay. So, you, you know, you have those bits on the tube, the special busking bits. Mm -hmm. I think it's become an official thing. Busking in an official capacity. Uh, and apparently, Sting and Paul McCartney have 
low key busked in disguise multiple times. Oh. So there you go. It's fun if you're a fan. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed as I said that. Um, and this is a fun fact. Okay. January 2005. In an attempt to alleviate a problem with loitering young people, the youths, London Underground announced it would play classical music at problem stations. Yes. I don't know anything about this. Yes. I When I used to live in, um, actually, our, one of our old neighbourhoods, um, Harrow. Oh. Harrow and Wealdstone we Station. We both lived there. Yeah. Separately. Separately, never together. Never together. Harrow and Wealdstone Station well, used they to won't play. Know. They won't. <laughs> used to play classical music when I because I used to work in central London mm-hmm. and have to travel back quite late. Uh, I would always either miss the tube and have to get a bus, but if I made it to the tube, the last one, I'd get to Harold and Winston and they'd always be playing classical music as I left. Oh, cute! Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> no loitering for you. No, no. <laughs> come on, I wasn't a young person. <laughs> Moved to London in the swinging 60s. (laughs) He didn't do that. He's not that old. Um, And one note about the future of the tube. Mm. Um, So you might be listening on the tube right now. You can be looking around the carriage thinking, what is the future of all this? Where are we going? Where are we going? Possibly your stop. Um, So the next big development is the Elizabeth line. I'm obsessed with the Elizabeth line. Me too. Have you managed to jump on one of those new Elizabeth Line carriages? They're like, basically, so you know all the tubes have got like a colour scheme. Yeah. These ones have got like... Is it purple? Slate grey and purple. Oh my God. Decor. Oh my My God. God. And like, the LCD screens on them are like... Oh my God, that's amazing. And there's aircon. Aircon. That's exciting. Well, I'm terribly excited about these. Apparently, they're going to start opening December 2018, Mm. but fully open the following December. Okay. The thing is, sometimes I see these campaigns against stuff like high-speed rail and stuff, and I'm like, hang on, nobody's complaining about the Elizabeth line, are they? That's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, good, because I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited about it. You get direct from Stratford to Reading. I know. Can you believe? Can you Can believe? You believe? Straight to Heathrow. I honestly, I've been. I was looking at it. I was like, this can't be true. This is crazy. Never again will we have to endure the Piccadilly line for an hour getting to Heathrow Airport. Oh, poor fast world problems. Jet <laughs> setting to America is on a whim, like you do. No, it's because I Boo. can't afford the Pacific oh. Express. Is it called the Heathrow Either. Express? Yet you can afford a plane ticket. You are absurd. You're a ridiculous man. John, uh, the final section. Please. I call it the pub quiz section. Ooh, okay. I think this is where we're going to tick off some pub quiz boxes. Great. Uh, Okay, so the shortest distance between two adjacent stations on the underground network is only 260 metres. Okay. Between where? Bank and Monument. Leicester Square and Covent Garden. Oh, yeah. Um, and it only takes about 20 seconds on the Piccadilly line. But costs £4.90. A what? It's a single trip? Yeah. If you just got on there and, had, and paid cash money. That's how much it would without cost. Without a travel card. Shut you know. your face. Um, yet it remains one of the most popular journeys with tourists. No, it doesn't. Getting mugged off, mate. No, it doesn't. Getting That's popular. Mm. I think they just don't realise... 
King's Cross, uh, St. Pancras tube station, is served by more underground lines than any other station. Yeah. That's quite a good question in that's, a pub quiz. That's a great question. Which, Which station has yeah. more lines? Yeah. Let's King's Cross. Um, there are three tube stations on the Monopoly board. That is pub quiz. Pub quizzes love Monopoly and they love the tube. Yes. What are they, Jackson? Um, King's Cross. Yeah. Marleburn. Yeah. One more. Liverpool Street. Yeah. Yay. The average speed is 20.5 miles per hour and that includes the tube stops. Okay. That That's makes not sense. that fast. But on the Metropolitan Line, it can get the fastest with trains reaching over 60 miles an hour. And finally, the fictitious station of Wolford East, which <gasps> features in which soap? EastEnders. Yeah. And which line did I say was important to you earlier? Because it's on the district line. It's on the district line. Yes. And remember, Jackson, which station has none of the letters of the word mackerel in it? St. John's Wood. Correct. Now we're going to do the actual quiz. Okay. So, Gosh, Katie, I will say there's a lot of info there. There was a lot of info. But I'm, I'm excited about it. Okay. In what year did the Metropolitan Railway open? 1863. Correct. Yes. Oh, I said it too early again. If you're listening and you want to play along, remember to get ready to pause. I'll, rem- I'll try and take longer with the next one, as will Jack. You need yeah. to think more. Spend more time thinking. Okay. People are listening, they need to yeah. get Okay, it. okay, I'll give it some so time. Pen and paper, or as Jack likes to remind you, the note section on your phone. Yeah, that's my favourite <laughs> part. Play along at home, maybe on the tube. Question number two. What is the London Underground's logo known as? <laughs> you honestly look like you just soiled yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> the ra- the ram, ra- roundel, the roundel, the randel. I mean, I think you said it. The roundel. The roundel. The roundel. That's yes. what I did say. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Who designed the tube map? Not Henry Peck. He commissioned it. Or not commissioned it, but asked the other guy. Harry, it was Harry Beck. Correct. Yes. The person you were thinking of before, by the way, was Frank Pick. Frank Pick. I don't know. And Harry I don't know who Henry Peck is. Is that three of three? Three out of three. In what year was the Oyster Card introduced? 2003. You take longer, Jack. Sorry. Give the people, I reckon everyone got that though. Yeah. That's a good one. And finally, what is the name of the underground station in the fictional soap opera EastEnders. Wait, 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 and what's your answer? The answer is Walford East. Five out of five! Underground, sound of the underground, sound of the underground. There we go. Knowledge. And you can listen to that, guys, literally every time you get on the tube. Yeah, just you just if you're thinking, I'm on here. But what the but hell is going on? Why how am did I, I get here? here? How did I get here? What's going on? Okay, yeah, really into that one, Katie. But next time we're going to be back in Queen Adelaide. Yes. In the heart of East London. See you there? <laughs> yeah. Drinks are on me. That'll make a change.
Thank you for listening to that one. That's my robot voice when I'm trying to be serious. Please rate us on your generic podcast app if you liked it. And even if you didn't, I think it's really important that you rate it. It's rude not to. It's really rude not to. The world runs on ratings. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeMoreCleverer. And if you've got anything to say to us, say it to our faces via our email. Hello at BeMoreCleverer.com. Bye, Katie.